Hey guys, Corey Frills here with the LTW Group. I have on the call with me today, Becky Price, Becca Rucker, and Lisa Wiles, not in attendance doing super important stuff, is Autumn Lane. So uh, man, excited to be back with you this week. It's been a great week for us. It's been really a great month for us for interest rates. Um, we got our second favorable CPI reading, which is the consumer measure of inflation, um, came in lower than expected, down to 7.1% year over year, uh, where the high watermark was in June at over nine. So um, it shows that the Fed's actions has made considerable progress on rates. And I think that this is another opportunity for us to show, demonstrate what we've been saying all along, which is that the Fed doesn't determine interest rates, all right? So we got on November 10th, last month, we had a very favorable inflation reading, the first one in a while, and mortgage rates got half a point better. The next, in the same week or the week before, the Fed hiked rates three quarters of a, per of a percent, mortgage rates came down half a percent. So same thing happened this week, except the Fed meeting was the day after CPI was released. CPI was released on Tuesday. The Fed uh, meeting was Wednesday. The Fed hiked 50 basis points and rates came down anywhere between an eighth and a quarter in the two days that we had. It. So hey, Corey, one, yes. one thing real quick, one thing that you mentioned to me and I thought it was really interesting is that you said um, to somebody that the, the it was already kind of baked in at the time that everybody knew that the interest prime was going to be increased again. That had already been taken into consideration. So panicking the day of, what is that all about? Yeah, so the Federal Reserve this time around is telegraphing what they're going to do. They're telling us in advance how far they're going to raise. For example, uh, we markets largely expected a 50 basis points raise, which is what happened this week. And Jerome Powell in his press conference thereafter the meeting pretty much telegraphed a quarter point raise for January. And that in itself is important because that shows that the Federal Reserve is, is starting to see that their actions are bringing inflation down. So they're slowing the pace of rate hikes. Remember the last three rate hikes we had before this were three quarters of 1%. This one was a half of 1% and now we're at a quarter. So what does that mean to you? That means rates are now a full percentage point better than they were a month ago over that. Um, do we see market improvement by the end of the year? Mm, I don't know. Maybe they've come a long way in a short amount of time. Uh, but I believe we'll have another favorable inflation print in January. And if we do, we'll probably see them come down again, which supports our thesis that we've had since um, since May or June, that we'll probably get back in the fives by second quarter of next year. So all good news. Super excited about it. Um, and. What you got, Lisa? Well, I was just going to say really quick, if you guys didn't get a chance to listen to Barry Habib, you got to listen to him. If you if this is a career for you, if this is something you want to understand, and this affects sales of homes and um, your livelihood, you, we can send that out to you again. Just reach out to Becca or to um, any loan officer on our team, and we'll flick that out to you, and you can listen to it in the car. Um, although you should be looking at some graphs, so if you're, but you're a good driver, so I'm sure, so you can do both. 
um, looking at graphs and listening, but it will be a game changer for you on your understanding and level of um, knowledge of this current market that we're in. You will be the expert. Yeah, he gives a really nice data-driven case as to why he believes rates will be in the files by second quarter. Um, and I think you'll feel really encouraged when you when you listen to it. I know we did. So um, yes, reach out to us on that. Becky, let's talk a little bit about where, um, with the Fed raising their overnight funds rate, that raises prime in step. Um, tell us a little bit about what you think that means for customers. Yeah, thanks, Corey, for offering some much needed good news. It's so refreshing to hear. Um, this can mean um, a lot for our buyers who are looking to access cash on a property they already own to help them buy their next property. So we've all, we all are used to telling these buyers, especially ones who maybe don't want to have to sell to buy their next property to look into getting a HELOC or a bridge loan. But the thing you have to know is that those products rates are tied to prime and that right now their rates are actually higher than the fixed rate on a cash out refinance. So I think we're all going to have to change our thinking a little bit. Um, and if you have a client who you think uh, does need to borrow um, off of an existing property for cash, um, have them call us. Uh, we'll shoot them straight. If a cash out refi doesn't make sense for them, if they don't need more than $50,000, for example, we're not going to push them into this product if it's not a good fit. But it's definitely something we want to be on our clients radar because it may be uh, offering them a lot better terms, not just in rate, but in flexibility. Um, one thing that people forget is that a HELOC can be frozen. It happened in 2009, uh, where banks saw property values falling and just decided that no one was able to borrow on their existing HELOCs anymore. That's not going to happen on a cash out refi. Uh, oh, Lisa wants to chime in. Okay, sorry. Just one quick thing. And this was a big win that I just had. And it was an out of the box brainstorm for an investment property purchase. We were having trouble securing the HELOC for all the reasons that Becky's talking about. Um, and that fear of the future growth that she's also talking about. So for an investment property, um, you cannot get a gift from a family member. However, the family member can place a lien against your primary residence and give you a loan. So we place the loan from Bank of Ant against the property, uh, the, my buyer's primary residence. We took that cash and used it as the down payment. And when the market comes back, we will do uh, potentially that cash out refi and get rid of that second lien. And the first, we'll combine them. And or um, if the HELOCs come back, we'll we'll take it out that way. But either way, that is a Band-Aid um, and another option that you guys can think about as realtors and use. That's why Lisa's the best, y'all. She's extremely <laughs> creative. <laughs> That's a great idea. Um, just other ways that this can be relevant real quick. Um, uh, reverse mortgages. Uh, we've talked about those a couple of times on here. Um, but once again, they are a great alternative to a HELOC. Um, this is one of the, uh, the biggest objections we see to reverse mortgages um, from seniors that being defined as being 62 or older uh, is why don't I just get a HELOC? And it's for the same reasons I just mentioned. Um, variable rate, you do have to make a payment on it um, and it can be frozen at any time. Um, a reverse mortgage, by contrast, um, no payment, 
grows as you make payments if you choose to make them, but you do not have to. So a uh, way better solution for long-term cash flow for seniors. Um, and why this is relevant to realtors is you may have a client who is um, needing to downsize. Um, I know one of my agents sent me someone, um, a widow who's in a 5,000 square foot house. Um, and we talked about a reverse for a purchase um, other, rather than getting a HELOC to fix up this house. Um, so it's just another really, or she was thinking of getting a HELOC to get a down payment for the next house. So reverse mortgage was way more streamlined and it's going to give her a lot more, um, security, um, because she's on a fixed income and she does not have to make a payment if she does not want to. I would, I would add to that, Becky, that for a lot of people that are downsizing their payment because of where rate, if, if they still have a mortgage, their payment where rates were at 3%, um, even on the big house, may be less than the smaller house when they downsize. So they're, they're going to a smaller home and paying more money because rates are higher on a, on a forward mortgage. Mm -hmm. And so we've seen a lot of people opt for reverse just because um, they don't want that higher payment on that fixed income. That was absolutely the case with this buyer. So I ran the numbers for her on a forward and um, the payment on a $1,200 house was more than on her 500, or I'm sorry, 1,200 square foot house was higher than her payment on a 5,000 square foot house. Wow. Crazy. So the reverse made sense. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Becca, do you want to talk a little bit about um, business planning for 2023? Of course, I would love to. Um, I know that everybody is gearing up for the new year and setting their goals and trying to figure out how they can make themselves better. Um, and uh, I think that one of the best places to start when you are defining these goals and how you're going to grow your business in the next year is to figure out where your business comes from and how you can build that even further. So I think that it's important to bite it off in small chunks and do it bit by bit. One thing that you can do this week is to look at your sphere of influence. Who are you around the most and who can you reach out to who's already in your sphere of influence who may not even know that you're a realtor or maybe they do, but you haven't ever offered your business as an opportunity to them. Um, if you're interested and you're just feeling stuck and you need a little bit of inspiration, we have a list of 150 ideas of sphere of influence that you can pull from that you probably aren't even realizing um, that you are in connection with all these people. So if you want, we can send that to you. Um, I'd be happy to email it to you, text it to you, whatever you'd like. Um, but I would challenge you just sit down this week, look through this list and Think about the people who you come in contact every single day that you could help in the new year, that you could help grow your business. And um, I think Lisa is one of the best masterminds when it comes to executing things like this. And she's always pushing me to uh, come up with plans and ways to um, ways to reach out to those who we are constantly talking to. Um, so Lisa, do you want to share a little bit about like how we get organized? What are some creative ways to reach out to these people who are in our sphere of influence? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really nice, Becca. Aww. Oh yeah. I mean it. <laughs> um, but I think so. Listen, business planning, like even the words around it make you shudder a little bit as a self-employed 
freestyling, cool, um, creative, wild human that you are as a realtor. That's what makes you great is that freedom and that creativity and just that, um, you know, you're in your natural habitat being wild. Um, so business planning is kind of a banky, nerdy kind of activity. And so I would challenge you, like Becca just said, is listen, we don't want to sit down and make a plan that we never execute. It's a waste of our time. Instead, why don't we come up with an activity plan versus a business plan? And why don't we just check off together activities that will actually formalize into a business plan, but we won't tell you that. That just happens on the backside of things naturally. Um, by you actually going through these little activities, the first one that Becca just mentioned, that sphere of influence. Hey, everybody has a guy that changes their tires. Some of it is your like husband, but other, you know, we go to a place and that guy needs to know that you're a realtor and you got to work it into the conversation because that is your next buyer. And just doing those simple things in your head, top of mind, do I know an accountant? Does that accountant know that I'm a realtor? That would be really helpful. And if you can formalize that and you do that activity, then the plan will create itself because you will naturally go to those people and start creating that habit of bringing up your profession and becoming top of mind in their world as well. Um, so I, we don't want to overwhelm you with too many activities. Um, and I was going to talk a little bit about how clients want to be communicated with, but I think there's just a lot of value and let's just start one activity at a time and let's nail who is your sphere of influence and one contact per. And you know what, Becca, let's send that sheet out, whether they want it or not. Let's just go yeah. ahead and send it to them. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. That's the cliffhanger. You got to come back next week and listen to it again for the next little tidbit. That's right. And I would yeah. say if you reach out to any of these people and you find you have a success story, let us know. Like who's yeah. someone that you reached out to that you maybe have never talked to about what their home ownership goals in 2023 are like that maybe it turned out to be good for both of you. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Um, as always, guys, we appreciate you so much. Y'all mean so much to us and um, in support of our business and we want to support yours. Um, so thank you for supporting our businesses and our families um, remember we are working this weekend, um, and at night. So we always have uh, an on-call loan officer. So you can email ltwgroup at fairwaymc.com. That's ltwgroup at fairwaymc.com. We are working. Um, you can also, you can try your loan officer too, if you just want to go to them direct. But if not, we've designated that there's always somebody close to a laptop, um, that can help you out and then they'll get, they'll get you back to your favorite on Monday. Uh, so don't be, uh, don't be shy. Reach out to us if we can help. We appreciate you guys and, uh, talk to you here in a couple of weeks.